I think my friend was, and maybe this is a strange phrase to describe it, blessed by her pain. Well, maybe blessed by her honest expression of it. Here's what happened. It was three or four days after 9-11. And my friend came in and said, Kirch, I am just embarrassed to say this, and I'm really sad, but I'm so angry. She said, I was at a store in the city, and there was Muslim woman across the counter waiting on me. And I wanted to, she paused and teared up. I wanted to throw my drink at her. What's wrong with me? She said, I was overcome with anger. Now, as I told you, this experience was shared with me just a few days after 9-11. But I want you to be aware, a hardened heart can lay dormant for years. And it can surprise you when it erupts. There's a good friend of mine, a church member and World War II vet, who came in to see me as well once. And he was sort of embarrassed too and perplexed about a moment of great anger that was on his heart. The strange part of the story is he had just been at Wrigley Field for a baseball game. And he said that seated in front of him, just at the row right in front of him was a young man who was enjoying the baseball game just as he was. He was having a beer with friends. He turned, the young man in front of him, to wave to, uh, to a friend up in the stands. And my friend, the one from church, said he was overcome with anger and he wanted to just throttle him, he said. And why? Because he said this young Asian-American simply guilty of wearing a t-shirt with the red sun of the Japanese flag on it. And roughly 60 years after World War II had ended, he discovered that there was a latent, almost volcanic anger buried deep in him that wanted to erupt. He hadn't even known it was there. And then he asked me, how can a corner of my heart still be so angry and hard. I mean, our friend understood that this young man had done nothing to him. The young man may have been born 35 years after the war ended, but a heart that's hardened by anger, that is seldom dissuaded by rational thinking or even the turning of the pages of the calendar. Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and the context was this. Israel was in slavery, and Moses is commanded by God to go to Egypt and set God's people free. The hard-hearted Pharaoh resists, and of course he does. I mean, if you feel as if you have won the right to own another person, to, to denigrate them, oppress them, to, to keep them in a lesser position, history has shown that you're never going to give up that power easily. That's why I suggested at the beginning of this sermon that maybe, maybe both of my friends were actually blessed because they were blessed with the ability to recognize that their hearts were hardening or already hardened and they desired it to be different. Because I tell you, it is much more dangerous if your heart is hardened and that you use that hardened heart to justify your anger or even as a motivation for vengeance. And that's where my concern for our communities and our nation comes in. 
I think our hearts are rapidly hardening. And it feels tragic and scary. Now, when I speak of a hardened heart, I'm not speaking about people who are faithfully working for or in dialogue about justice and peace. I'm grateful for all the actions and movements and impulses towards justice with peace that people are working for and in conversation for. But I also know we have to be aware of our hearts hardening. And sometimes, sometimes the hardening of one heart, one's heart begins with, as one philosopher calls it, seeing with innocence. That is seeing ourselves and our perspectives as innocent. Seeing with innocence is when we compare the best of what we know about ourselves, our tribe, our family, our church, our political party. We compare the best of what we know and believe with the worst of those with whom we disagree. This, of course, is how a heck of a lot of conversation takes place in social media. And almost before our very eyes, we can see people's hearts and positions hardening. Remember my one friend who wanted to throw the coffee at the Muslim woman serving her, or the church member who wanted to throttle the young man wearing a symbol of a nation he was at war with 60 years earlier? Neither one of them wished to have that feeling own them or define them. In fact, I think they were hoping for what the Bible calls metanoia, a changed heart. In scripture, the Greek word metanoia literally means repentance, or literally a turning of one's heart. One group called metanoia describes it like this. Metanoia is, they said, often translated as repentance. But this kind of repentance, turning of the heart, is not about regret or guilt, or shame, but rather it implies turning to face a new direction, to turn and face the direction of God's love. So the group uses sort of a modern version of Plato's, Plato's parable of the cave to describe the desire to turn our hearts to God. So imagine it in this way. Imagine that you are standing in a circle of people in a dark room. And in the center of that circle is a fire, a source of light. But rather than facing into the source of light, you are turning and facing away from the fire. You are facing the walls of a dark room. And when you face away from the light, all you can see from the light is your own shadow and the shadows of those who are next to you. You cannot see anyone else in the circle. But imagine the metanoia with the turning of your heart, that you are able to turn around and face the light that is at the center of the circle. And when you turn towards the light, no longer see only shadows. You can actually see the people, the faces of those who are in the circle with you. You realize they are children of the light as well. Created in the image of God, 
just as they are. Created in the image of God, just as you are. My friends, my friends who were troubled by their hardened hearts over a Muslim woman after 9-11 or an Asian American man 60 years after the war, I know it was their desire to have their hearts turned by God's love, for them to no longer see those people as shadows, but rather as children of God. Metanoia, it is the antidote for the hardened heart. Metanoia is when one is willing to turn away from the shadows, to turn away from seeing with innocence by comparing the best of what I believe with the worst of what someone else believes. And instead, to indeed, indeed look at the person in front of you, just as they are, as one who is created in the image of God just like you.